you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Ten takes, ten minutes. That's what we promise. That's what we deliver every single week, including this week. You guys delivered lies to me since our last episode. I cannot tell you how many of you texted me that you love cauliflower. You are so full of crap. No, you don't. I got texts. I got tweets. I got DMs about my cauliflower hate. And some people said they lost respect for me because I don't like cauliflower. Cauliflower still sucks. Trust me, if you're eating it, you're not living your life right. Where do we go with today's show? As always, just 10 takes in just 10 minutes. Lean, mean, get right to business. You can listen whenever, wherever you want. We are Jack Bauer diffusing a bomb at the end of the 10 minutes. No matter where I am, if I only get through six, the bomb will go off. You'll hear an explosion. Thanks for clicking, guys. I really appreciate it. I really love you. And because I love you, I'm not going to waste any more time. Start the clock! Take number one, the number one story of the 2023 season thus far are the Miami Dolphins. 70. Say it with me. 70 points. Occasionally, you'll see a 50 show up in the scoreboard in the NFL. You don't see 60s. You definitely don't see 70s. Amazing thing. Amazing thing that they did without maybe the second best player in their team, Jalen Waddle. If Jalen Waddle played with the Dolphins, have had 90 points. And how pissed off is Jalen Waddle that he could not be out there while everyone was just eating and scoring and getting their incentives. And he's just like, you got to get me in the game. I need a touchdown. Everybody's doing it. We got rookies scoring fourth against these terrible Broncos. The Dolphins are the story of September. Mike McDaniel is for real. He feels to me like when Sean McVay showed up in the Rams a handful of years ago, and maybe it would have happened last year if Tua didn't get hurt. Tua's been electric. He's been perfect. It is a match made in heaven. They are the best story. They are the fastest team. It is them, and it is the Niners. It's early, but the Dolphins are amazing. I feel like Mike McDaniel should hold up a piece of paper with 70 written on it, like Wilt Chamberlain did back in the day. Or, as we go to take number two, maybe Sean Payton should hold up that 70. Just sit there like a dunce cap and hold up the 70 points that he gave up. It was disgusting last year under Nathaniel Hackett. It was really bad. It was embarrassing. They never gave up 70. They never lost by 50. Yes, the crowd was chanting down the play clock because they couldn't get a play in on time and couldn't snap it without a penalty. Never gave up 70. The fact that Sean Payton did that and she came out and just blasted him like he did before the season, fine. I kind of liked it. He's a little bit of a villain. We need villains. Got the black hat on. Sean, could you keep it within seven touchdowns against the Dolphins? Seven touchdowns. Remember, they didn't just hire Sean Payton to come in and quote-unquote fix the Broncos. They traded for Sean Payton. They gave up picks and assets. That was an expensive acquisition they made, and they're worse than they were last year. Denver, by far the most disappointing team, but maybe not the most surprising. Sean Payton should hold up to 70. Take number three. Let's get to something more positive. The feel-good team, one of the most likable teams in the NFL right now is the Packers. The Jordan Love Packers. They're pretty good. I loved that game, that comeback they had against the Saints. It sucked that Derek Carr got hurt. But if you were to tell Packers fans before the season started, all right, you have one of the most mysterious, 
one of the most interesting quarterback situations we've ever seen. We don't know how this is going to go with this dude, Jordan Love. What if I were to slide you a piece of paper with an offer on it across the table that after three weeks, he would have beaten the crap out of the Bears in Soldier Field like always, had a tough week two loss in which they almost had the win, and then in week three, tie for the biggest Packers fourth quarter comeback in their history. Would you take that offer? You're damn well right you would take that offer. Jordan Love already has a signature win, and it was that. It was really, really cool that he did that. The fact that he went after Favre, Rodgers, et al., and already tied them for the biggest fourth quarter comeback is so cool. I find myself rooting for Matt LaFleur. I find myself rooting for Jordan Love. He seems likable. His body language is positive and fun. Great, great win for the Packers. Number four, Dak Prescott. Dak, chill out a little bit. All right, so the Cowboys lose to the Cardinals. I wasn't terribly shocked. The Cardinals have been playing very tough, even though they lost the first two weeks and everyone makes fun of them, but they're in those games and they play hard. The Cowboys had a rough week. They lost one of their best players, one of the guys that they're most liked, and Trayvon Diggs. They come out flat. They lose to the Cardinals. That's fine. I don't even want to crucify him for that. But then Dak comes out afterwards and is so mad and is so on offense saying, y'all put us on top of the world. Um, we know who we are. And in that same sense, I'm sure the media got what they wanted. Dak. It's a week three loss. It's okay. Why do you feel like your season's just ended? Why do you feel like you just lost to the Niners in the divisional again? Easy there, reigning Walter Payton man of the year winner. I feel like the media got what they wanted. Was anybody sitting here saying, oh man, if I could just get one thing out of week three, if I could just one thing out of this whole season, I just want the Cowboys to lose to the Cardinals week three. No one was looking for that deck. Chill. Save that later for when you really give us what we want, which is a crumbling playoff loss. Take number five. The Vikings are 0-3. People are saying they should trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets. No, they should not. Stop it with that. Kirk Cousins is one of the very best things they have going for him, is one of the only good things they have going for him. Also, I'm not giving up on the Vikings. I know they're 0-3. I know the statistics. I know it's terrible, the amount of 0-3 teams that can make the playoffs. Do you know that they had the largest comeback in NFL history last year? Ever. That team can come back from an 0-3, and certainly not from trading Kirk Cousins. I understand why the Jets would want to trade for Kirk Cousins. I don't understand why the Vikings would. I don't think they would think about it. I don't think they will do it. Do not be shocked if the Vikings get back into this thing somehow. They're one of two 0-3 teams in their own division. All right, I don't think the Lions or the Packers, as much as I like those teams, I don't think they're omnipotence. They aren't like the Chiefs in the West or something. They can be caught. Don't trade Kirk Cousins. Keep battling, keep battling, get back in this thing. Take number six, speaking of the Jets. I respect the way they have rallied around Zach Wilson. It's classy. It's admirable. They kind of pick him up and try to build up his confidence. And as soon as Rodgers got hurt, Salah said this is Zach's team. Not anymore. It's not. He's terrible. He can't play. We've known this now for three years. What do I always say? If someone tells you who they are, believe them. If someone tells you and shows you who they are for three years, bench them. Zach Wilson should never start another game for the Jets. It's not fun to say out loud. I don't feel great about it. But if you watch them play, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He's never going to have it. He should never start another game for the Jets. I don't care who they play. Tim Boyle is his backup. Put in Tim Boyle. I don't care. I'm at my boiling point, if you will. Take number seven. How about those Steelers? No problem. Two and one. Cruising along. Just like always. They are exhibit A in week one as a liar. Exhibit A, they were awful week one. The Niners trounced them. And then two primetime wins later, the Steelers are right where they need to be at two and one. No worries. Pickett looks better. Jalen Warren is playing more. 
TJ's dominating. Tomlin's cool as hell on the sideline. The Steelers will be in the playoffs, and they're sitting pretty right where they are right now. Take number eight. How about those Bills? No problem. Two and one. Week one is a liar. Cruising. They'll be in the playoffs. This is the same exact story. You can tell me the same story about the Bills and the Steelers. Awful week one. Can you believe the Bills lost to Zach Wilson? They did. You can look it up. They've lost to him two years in a row, actually. But they lost to him this year. Doesn't matter. If not for the Dolphins scoring 70, and again, they did score 70 points on the Broncos. 70. Not 17. 70. If not for that, the Bills absolutely blowing the doors off the Commanders would have been the biggest ass-whooping of week three. The Commanders are a feel-good story. Sam Howell got sacked nine times and threw four picks. Has that ever happened in history? I don't have my researcher here. I don't have anybody. The NFL's got these great research departments. They can tell you that back in 1971, someone threw four picks and got sacked nine times. I don't have anybody here. I would hope that didn't happen. That's a terrible way to go down. Bills look awesome. Love my guy, Terrell Bernard. That is take number eight, which brings us to take number nine. Within a 24-hour period this weekend, I flew from New York to Los Angeles and back. So I logged about a good 12 hours on a plane within 24 hours, which is not recommended. Here's my take. Airplane drinking is overrated. I'm not saying I don't do it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not saying it's good. It is overrated drinking alcohol on an airplane. I had a bunch of wine on the way back yesterday. First of all, the wine on an airplane is generally crap. It's generally super sugary. It's going to dry you out. But it eventually when the flight ends and you're done with your airplane drinking, you're going to be all like kind of dehydrated and already pre hung over when the flight ends. Cause they cut you off. You know, you can't get a drink. It's at least a half an hour, maybe more like 45 minutes till you get off the plane since you had your last drink. Cause they're not giving you drinks as you go on final approach. Then you're in an airports. Airports are terrible places to be. You're not drinking at a bar. As you arrive at an airport, you're getting in some kind of car. If you're going to keep the party going, it's an hour and a half until your next drink. You sober up. You're kind of hungover already. They tell you on an airplane that you're supposed to constantly hydrate and drink water and all that. I didn't do that yesterday. I feel terrible about it. I regret it. It's fun to be like, yeah, let's get some drinks. Let's get some whiskey. Let's get whatever inevitably it ends up being kind of a bad choice. You're completely dried out and you get a headache and then you have to re-intoxicate yourself once you've sobered up. It's not that it's not good. It's not that I don't do it. I'm not going to continue to do it. Airplane drinkers, it's a little overrated. Let's not say it's God's gift. Take number 10. What in the hell were Taylor Swift and Donna Kelsey talking about for three hours? How can you have that much small talk at a game? They were shoulder to shoulder for all four quarters plus halftime. I, I, I'm sure they just met. Doesn't the small talk dry up after a while? I've known my mother-in-law for 15 years. I have a great relationship with her. I don't know if I could sit next to her for three hours and just talk about memories or my children, her grandchildren. And Donna and Taylor didn't have any of that. That was what was most awkward about that. Every time they showed Taylor Swift at that Chiefs game or showed Kelsey, like, oh, what are they talking about? What in the hell are they pulling out of their deepest back pockets to try to have that awkward girlfriend and boyfriend's mom dynamic? Not for 20 minutes sitting in the living room before you go out on a date. Three hours, and that's 10 minutes. Boom! Ten Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like, it'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 